0: So Welcome to another episode of Late Night with Tamir Benelli. And today we have Holly Marco Manolaki, who just uh, graduated Marianopolis and she's going to be starting Mad at Miguel next year. So, welcome and thank you very much for being here today.
1: Hi,
2: thank you for having me.
0: That's my pleasure. So, today we're gonna it's going to be kind of like a hybrid episode. We're going to talk about some ph- philosophical or like existential uh, questions, and then we're going to talk about music. So, it's going to be like a after all the heavy stuff, we're gonna take like a nice like break and have a relaxing talk about music. So, mm-hmm. to get it started, uh, we're not beating around the bush here. <laughs> what what is the meaning of life, in your opinion?
2: Meaning of life, in my opinion, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, it's it's always interesting <laughs> to ask these questions, like when someone when you're at like a a big part of your life. And you know, right now, I've kind of been questioning that myself because I just finished college, right? So I'm like, what am I doing? What is what am I gonna contribute to society? And I feel like you know there is no meaning of life really I'm really of the like the current of existentialism for some reason Mm -hmm. I just feel as if like we should live for ourselves and like what makes us happy and what will make us thrive but that also means like you know being nice to the people around you and everything too because everything comes back to yourself so like even if you know um we live in assimilation nothing around us is real or whatever like we might as well make our surroundings as nice as we can and like Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know you know like it's that kind of thing like you have to act as though the world is your oyster and you can do whatever you want with it but like also realize that like you're a part of it as well and just kind of like you know treat your environment with respect and it'll give it back to you that's kind of how I see things it's very complicated actually
0: yeah I kind of have a similar view I don't know have you ever had a Veronica Ponce a no Muppet? I haven't had
2: no I haven't had her no.
0: okay yeah, she she's pretty amazing she actually has a, a PhD in philosophy Nice. but um, one thing I remember that like everyone we had our first humanities midterm and mm-hmm. I guess, we, you know, we weren't used to like the Marianopolis way of grading and we were all shocked with the low grades. Yeah. And we, we're complaining to her and she's like, you know what? You're all going to die. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. And at the time, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, how dare you say that? <laughs> yeah. But now that I've like, it's been a while, I'm like, you know what? It kind of, I kind of agree with that. Yeah, okay. I know. But, like, like- if you- yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay,
2: I was saying like honestly, those teachers are kind of irritating sometimes because I've had to deal with people like that too. Where they're like in the long run, it's not gonna matter that much. You'll see, but like they're right. In the long run, it's not gonna matter that much. And like if anything, it's just a, an irritation in like the whole span of life that you're gonna have. Like you'll have many other roadblocks just like that one. So you know, people fixate a lot, but you have your whole life ahead of you. Hopefully, I mean, if yeah. the world doesn't end tomorrow, then you know what I mean. That's how it is. So yeah, they teach you important lessons just by being irritating. I find that's kind yeah.
1: of
0: i'm like if you know that like in like god knows how many years like no one will even know that you existed like instead of thinking about that in a depressing way should say like i might as well just enjoy my life right
2: it's a load off your back right like you don't have to leave a legacy if you don't want to like that's the thing you
0: know And even right even if you do eventually it won't even be a legacy anymore right so
2: yeah (laughs) i mean the earth the sun's gonna die out in like i don't know how many years i forgot the actual number but nothing's gonna matter at that point anymore so you know what yourself and that's pretty much it
0: yeah and do you think that we're in a simulation
2: I actually the whole idea of being in a simulation is what kind of pushes me forward and like removes some of my anxiety in terms of my existence because I think to myself remember I think it was either Elon Musk that said it or someone else that said it that basically in the future if we invented a machine that can like uh you know, we could plug in a consciousness of a person that has existed in history to like Mm -hmm. see through their eyes, through their life. So I guess you could call it a simulation. If that machine has been invented in the future, then like, according to the theory of multiple universes or whatever, it's almost like with 100% certainty that right now we are in a simulation. I don't exactly know how the math works, but apparently according to him, just because there's a possibility that that technology was invented in the future, it means that like what we are right now is almost certainly that. And in my in in a way, it's kind of like you know it's just an environment around you. there's no pressure for you to like actually do much or like be anything, just kind of work with what you are because um I guess in a way, you kind of have a predestined path, and it's just like you have total control, but then again, if it is all a simulation, then it just means that we're kind of like little immortal avatars walking around, yeah. and maybe in the next life, I'll like be someone more interesting. I don't know, maybe it ties into like reincarnation as well
0: not really Mm. sure yeah i like because like people most of the time when you're simulation they think of like someone like us controlling us in a computer or something Mm. but i don't remember who said this but it's actually really true there's like a lot of people out there that believe in religion
1: yeah and
0: if you believe that there's a god that controls everything you already do believe that we're in a simulation in some way
2: yeah right i i see that too and it kind of Also, it's the fact that religion has such a big role in so many people's lives. And like, of course, there are people that are atheists as well. But like the fact that so many different people in so many different parts of the world have all kind of like bowed down to an entity. We don't see any animals doing this except for us. So it's very strange. It's like, where did all this come from? It it kind of developed in different parts of the world. And in very similar ways, like there are so many similarities between religion. So to me, that phenomenon, it's like kind of the same phenomenon that's been like observed in different ways by different people. And that speaks to itself as kind of like a grandmaster in our games of like life and whatever. And the fact that we kind of, I guess, subconsciously know that this might be a possibility is what makes it so real in our lives. And like, it's not such a far-fetched idea. It's just what kind of name do you put on it, right? Like a Christian would say, oh, it's God's will, but like God's will could be, you know, the... Little guy playing with code, mm-hmm. so like, like yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just a
0: different name, right? You could say God. You could say like the creator. Like I think, like a lot of native uh tribes call God like the creator. I mm-hmm. think,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Uh, or you, I, I'm sure, like you could call it anything, right? You could say like the person who controls destiny, or like whatever name you want to give it, right?
1: Yeah,
0: it, it basically is a simulation, right? Exactly. Uh, another question. This one is pretty controversial. Yeah. Do you actually believe that all humans are like created equal or are equal?
2: I believe that all humans are not equal in their capacity to do a certain task. I think that we all have equal value in society. We all have equal, um, an equally important role to play, but that role isn't the same for everyone. You know, like even every it's kind of like how society exists right now we need a balance of everything in life and we need a balance of different types of people and even if you personally don't agree with those people and you feel as though they're inferior to you they might be inferior to you in certain aspects but like they're useful in other ways as well to the like symbiosis of society you know so Mm -hmm. everyone is not created equal in, in the sense that they can all do the same things and maybe they won't able be able to do all the same things but they represent a very important uh you know role in society like it's just how they exist. Like there's, a, there's a. I, I personally do feel like there's um, something to be learned from each person that is on this earth, and no one's useless in a sense. Like everyone has a story, yeah. and um, everyone kind of has their important role to play. You know, regardless of how much in the limelight it is or how extravagant it is, it's still important nonetheless. What
0: do you think about that? Oh, <laughs> uh, for me, like it might. A lot of people might disagree, but I, I don't really think that everyone's equal. I think that like for the most part, most people are pretty equal. But like, for example, if you look at extremes, like, you know, like a school shooter or like someone or like, I don't know, like someone who like sexually assaults people. And then you compare them to, you know, like a surgeon who saves people's lives or like a firefighter. It's like very hard for me to say that they have equal value to society.
2: Okay, in that sense, you mean, yeah, I feel as though there's still like a lesson to be learned from those people that have, you know, kind of deviated from the norm and kind of represent a threat to this. They they represent a threat to like the harmony of society. In a sense, you could see like, you know, if you study them, what led them to be like that? What can prevent future people from becoming like that? You know, what are the kinds of freedoms that they have that they should not have in society? You know, think about school shooters, like, like the thing that just happened in in texas you'd think to yourself oh my gosh this guy was like the scum of the earth and it's true i've said it myself i'm like why do people like this exist and then i tell myself people like this exist to tell us that we need to do better and that we need there are problems that need to be solved because if no one if you know the problems could have gone unseen unfortunately i think it does unfortunately it takes like such gruesome and and horrific things to happen for us to kind of open our eyes sometimes but I guess those people in a kind of like bad way open our eyes and that's their use quote-unquote but you know it's it's very mm-hmm. uh, abstract right I, you know what i'm trying to say
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah
0: okay there's that uh, no, okay. <laughs> um so do you think also that borders should exist
2: you know it's funny because if you had asked me this question like when I was in my anarchist phase and I was in like high school the answer would have been a lot different but um now it's I see the use in borders for a like cultural and cultural reason I guess you could say and kind of protecting the interests of the people who live in said in said country like yes it's true that borders do create wars and the whole thing is like there's so many wars that happen over like territory you know what I mean like that that's it's like a conquest of certain land you want land land has value in it you have the resources all that yeah it's true that that kind of possession comes with a bit of animosity but it's it's something that is observed also like in the animal kingdom too if you look at it like you know different animals will protect their turf it's it's kind of normal to have this territorial instinct in us because for animals as well and not only that but borders allow us to allow certain places to have a voice and allow um certain people to kind of govern the way they want to live because if there weren't borders then I mean there would be no limits to like where governing would stop and where <clears throat> governing would end. yeah I see it like that more so it's kind of like you know the people who want to live this way can live in this country the people who want to live that way can live in that country and it's like you know if there are human rights issues that's where the UN exists but like it's it's more in that sense that like it exists so that we can have we can all be a bit different you know
0: what about like having borders but without all the you know like the passport control and the like arming them things like like kind of just like in the EU for example like you know mm-hmm. when you cross from Spain to Portugal but there's yeah. no like really you know like you don't have to do anything to go from Spain to Portugal right?
2: I think that um I'm trying to see I mean like what what kind of what what kind of like disadvantages have been posed to that kind of like if we had that all over the world I mean would it be better for trade I'm not sure like I guess I guess in a sense you could have anyone walking in as they want to and you wouldn't really have to like check at the border like who's coming in Yeah, I guess is that what you're trying to say like not yeah somebody? exactly okay um in that sense I don't know if it's the best I think it's good to have like checkpoints and everything because imagine even for like things like human trafficking for example you know mm-hmm when you have people that are basically you could take them across the world in a matter of like seconds because if they're just snatched off the road and then you know what i mean you hear these stories where basically girls are working and then you know they'll get this opportunity to go work in another country and all of a sudden they're on a boat somewhere and instead of being hired for like a domestic job you know they have to do sex work and they they really try to stop this at the borders all these kinds of like human rights violations there's like a checkpoint that you have to pass like at the border there's there's kind of like this security where it's like you know they have to try really hard not to get caught there but if we remove that kind of security and we remove those like checkpoints everywhere I feel as though more of that would happen and there would be like less a lessened ability to basically track down these people and see where they are and that goes for everything like I feel as though the black market would thrive in a sense, like if that was the case. Mm. Maybe I'm just thinking too isolated. Like, is there another thing that I'm missing? Maybe, I don't know. Like, what do you think?
0: No, I, I mean, I think that makes sense. But like, the thing is, is that, like, or you could say that argument, but what if like, for example, you're trafficking from Quebec to BC, right? Then you don't have to go through any borders. It's a lot bigger of a distance. But if you wanted to go from like Montreal to New York, then there would be a checkpoint right so it, it's kind of like weird in that way you know what I mean
2: I guess you're right I think it's I mean yeah it's what you're saying is true it's true there's no there's no like there's no it's true. there's no uh, security like in that sense there but mm-hmm. at the same time once you cross country lines um there is a different government right so it's like
1: mm-hmm.
2: there will be you you maybe the police doesn't have the same laws to enforce as the ones in your country so you know how like if, let's say, yeah. someone commits a crime here, they flee to another country, it's like, oh, we can't do anything about it. But he, the damage that he did was done in, in Canada, let's say, and he can't get justice for it. So it's like, yeah. you know, there's that as well that can happen. Interpol is kind of complicated. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe it could be useful in, like, some, like, for example, the EU.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, mm-hmm.
0: like, Canada and the US could r- remove, yeah. like, checkpoints. But, yeah, but maybe not for every single country.
2: Yeah. yeah, like I don't think that's Saudi Arabia, like let's say Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. compared to here, like the laws, I-, I don't know if it's like, you know what I mean? Let's say, let's say someone flees there because I don't know, I know that people have different, or some countries that have very like cultural rooted laws and everything like that. And I feel mm-hmm. as though like, it would kind of be weird to uh, have that kind of all mixed together. You know what I mean? Anyways.
0: <laughs> yeah, kind of like, you mean like, if they didn't have a border at all?
2: yeah if they didn't have a border at all and people would come here and then you and then let's say there would be like weird law enforcement that would have to come Mm -hmm. to Canada get the person back and like it would it would cause
0: yeah harm yeah that that makes sense sense. sense also Mm -hmm. yeah I think also it's like the thing with I think the word is sovereignty
2: yeah
0: it's like what that means is like how far do your rules stretch right kind of like what makes you sovereign is that when you make a rule it applies to your territory right so if there Mm -hmm. weren't any borders and like technically no one would be sovereign
1: yeah yeah,
0: yeah. so that would that, that would be pretty tough
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. exactly and so another <laughs> controversial one do you think that torture could ever be justified
2: it's a good one I mean if you think about like the world's worst criminals the ones that really make your blood boil yeah. for example like a school shooter the other time I was saying to myself it's like like why did they why did they kill him like I know they had to kill him for risk control but like It would have been so much more satisfying to see him like rot away in prison. And I feel as though like that's kind of our obsession with justice, but it's personal and it doesn't really address the problem within itself. This is this is talking about torture that doesn't have to do with like information getting it's just like torture in general for like, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah for a crime punishment let's say to punish someone for a crime and to torture them because because they committed that crime in my opinion it does more for like the justice satisfaction of the person doing the torture than it does to solve the issue itself because I don't know if someone is deranged it's not going to be watching someone else get severely punished that's going to stop them right that's Mm -hmm. the that's the thing so I don't think it does much in the sense to prevent further crimes the only thing that torture does is give us the satisfaction that maybe this person will endure as much pain as they caused um yeah. X Community or ex people you know it's more of a personal thing but you know it depends what the priorities of the of the country are themselves you know do they want to have preventative control or are they more like values oriented you know like there's that kind of mm-hmm. thing as well what do you think about that
0: yeah, like, recently I saw this Supreme Court of Canada. Mm-hmm. They said that, like, after um 25 years, like, no matter what crime you do, basically you're allowed to have parole now. So that, like, and they're saying, be- their argument was that, it was, like, not giving parole, like, at all, like, you know, like, it's a pure life sentence. It would be the same as, like, torture, like, whipping them or something. But I'm like, honestly, for people that did something so bad to not have parole, like, maybe they like deserve that you know like maybe they deserve to have that torture
2: yeah it's just people that also commit really really heinous crimes are in my opinion not in the right state of mind to even understand what torture is like they'd probably have I don't know either they would like not be receptive to they wouldn't understand why it's happening to them or like they wouldn't learn anything from it you know what I mean like they would be suffering but not in the way that we want them to suffer like they wouldn't feel remorse they would just feel Mm -hmm. like pain, like very blankly, and they probably wouldn't regret what they did. So it also run, you know, it's the whole thing too of like, what if there's a lot of and I know in the states, this is a big thing as well. Like people on death row that they find out Mm. later were innocent once they die. And it's like, ah shit, you know, Mm. like what are we what are we gonna do now? It's that kind of thing as well. Like I think there's only so much power we can have over another human being. And like we have to draw we have to like ask ourselves what is what is, what do we get out of this? you know what do we get out of this? Do, do we get something out of it, or is it just like you know kind of a waste of time for like a symbolic sort of serving of justice?
0: Mm. you know like that's a I think it's more just like that we want to see them get the right punishment, and it's yeah. kind of hard when you do something so terrible, right like the let's say the person that planned nine eleven yeah how do you punish them like is putting them in in like an air-conditioned jail cell with like three meals a day for the rest of their lives like good enough you know it's more like that i think it's like saying what can we do to like make it as proportional as possible
2: you know yeah there's that too like people that people that let's say someone that plans such a big terrorist attack honestly like there's use in keeping someone like that alive for as long as possible because they're such richness in their psychological profile to be analyzed in my opinion that like if you turn them into kind of a not a guinea pig but like sort of a case to be studied instead of like a human being and you know at that point you could see like red flags potentially in other Mm. people that might need to be raised uh for the future like let's say you know this person is exhibiting x symptom he has these 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 qualities about him well you know what um anyone who in let's say high schools for example like let's say you see school shooters you put a school shooter in a in a jail cell you study him you see you know what does he do this and that it kind of gives authorities more information on like what to look for in future ones mm-hmm. to prevent that from happening so in a sense yeah i mean i guess there's a whole torture thing but you have to keep in mind that like there's an opportunity in these people to like prevent future uh, atrocities from happening so i like to see mm-hmm. like that as well you know
0: yeah, I actually didn't think about that before. That's actually, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree with that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you want to kind of like make, I don't know the right word for it, but like if you're someone that, like let's say you're a teacher,
1: mm-hmm. maybe
0: they could make kind of like a, I don't know, like a guideline or like a, like a they could train them maybe like every five years on like things to look out for. Yeah. Because of the things they learned from school shooters or things like that maybe
2: yeah for sure wasn't the whole thing with like background checks you know how do you make the criteria Mm -hmm. for a background check well you look at the criminals that commit crimes and then you see what they all had in common so it's that kind of thing too that you need to use it it's for preventative measures as well that's the value of criminals in society you know not just like killing them slicing their throat open I guess it's satisfying for us in the moment but you have to think like long term yeah. what could their use be it's kind of like utilitarian type shit like you know what I mean
0: yeah you ever see like or or hear about the the old torture methods that they used to use in like ancient Rome and stuff like that
2: like an eye for an eye and stuff like Hammurabi's like laws and whatever are you talking about that or Or no I
0: mean like the actual methods of...
2: oh yeah they used to like I, I saw this machine once I think it was like old English they I don't like it, like something in like England they used to like like put people, like, with their legs split on a, on a thing and then slowly, slowly... Yeah, yeah, that was one of the that, weights, yeah. And then they would cut down the middle. Yeah.
0: Or also, or they would put you in, like, a metal bowl and then they would light a fire underneath so you would slowly, like, burn to death inside the bowl. Oh, yeah, stuff God. like that, yeah. yeah.
2: Probably smelled right. gross. <laughs>
0: oh, Horrible. And so, the next question is, like, uh, I guess a very different kind of question but I find it very interesting okay so if we lived forever do you think that all marriages would eventually end in divorce
2: interesting <laughs> um I mean this is it's probably not the best person to ask because I'm ext- I'm very pessimistic when it comes to like the state of marriages and all that I guess because mm-hmm. my parents are divorced so like I never really got to see um like a ha- what a happy marriage really looks like because you know they're divorced but uh mm-hmm. I guess in a sense, if you would ask someone else, maybe they would say, oh, you know, true love forever. Like it's nice to have a companion, all of this, but yeah, it's true. If you do live forever, like would you eventually like outgrow this kind of relationship? And maybe that is the case. Maybe like depending on the type of person, it depends what you value too. Like the st- people that really value stability, I feel as though they probably wouldn't like see the time pass until like some accident would happen and the other person would die. But like, you know, it's just some people really, really like stability in their life and they don't even notice how intact they are with the routine that it just becomes part of their life. And like, I can see those kinds of people having a very successful marriage, even if like we almost did live forever, right? Mm -hmm. But there are other people where like, I feel like they'd go stir crazy. Maybe they'd feel like, oh my gosh, you know, what Mm -hmm. am I doing? There's just someone else here that's going to be there forever. But it's how you see it. Like, are you going to get suffocated by their presence or are they going to become like a part of you, right? You know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like, you can't if you live forever you can't imagine like giving up your left hand at a certain point and like living without it Mm -hmm. so it's sort of like how you view affection and how you view relationships that I think would change the answer depending on who you talk to you know what I mean so uh,
1: there's
2: that it's an interesting question though I really like that one
0: yeah Yeah, I think my answer is a bit more pessimistic I think okay (laughs) I think I think I like the answer would be yes
1: okay
0: like Because I think like the reason why some people are able to manage not to get divorced is because we eventually die. Mm. Right. Because if you're like in your eighties and you could try to think of things to like keep it going, like you could go on vacations or you could go to therapy or you could like, you know, do whatever (laughs) you can to like
1: keep it going
0: until like death, I guess. But if death never comes, then I think there would just be a point where like, I don't know anymore, you know,
2: Yeah, it also depends like on the kind of long life that you've had, like, would if you lived forever, would that mean that you would also age forever, too? Or would we just stop aging Mm -hmm. at a certain point to keep ourselves in our prime? Because in that sense, it's like, yeah, I guess you'd kind of have an attraction expiration date. And then people would kind of like,
0: yeah,
2: leave you for someone younger, leave you for someone younger, leave you for someone younger until like, you know, you're kind of like, in the untouchable, (laughs) really, really croony and old. So that as well i i think if we could stay in our prime for like the Mm -hmm. most of that long life then the answer would be different but like you know if we just kept aging forever and ever i think in a sense that would also represent death so it's like at the end at the in the days where like you are super old and you are like not desirable because of your youth anymore you would probably want to have someone to rely on so yeah i guess then you'd settle down but it kind of (laughs) complicates it further if you're like you know kind of like in the age of adeline where she just doesn't age for like Mm-hmm. Decades, right? So,
0: yeah. Yeah, I was probably thinking that you don't age. Like, okay. when, when answering that, yeah, yeah. yeah, obviously, yeah. If you become like if you're 300 and you look 300, <laughs> then then maybe you might have to kind of you know not look around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so, <it's> yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah. So now another um, unrelated question. Um, do you think that we're better or worse off with social media than we were before we had it?
2: Um, I mean, social media does create a lot of like insecurities. I know even for myself, it's like Mm -hmm. as a college student in science, for example, I had to constantly study a lot and I felt bad leaving my work, you know, to go out. But at the same time, I would go on Instagram sometimes and I'd see, you know, every Friday everyone's at Rouge and I'm like,
0: yeah,
1: yeah
2: oh my god you know what am I doing with my life I'm 19 and like I, I barely go out or whatever and then you know that's a thing too it's like you get this kind of like comparison that you do to yourself or in a sense it's it, it they didn't have that before like people were kind of secure in the way that they were because they didn't know better and they were kind of more comfortable in their skin because they didn't know what else existed but for me as someone you know who does like to stay inside a lot and I do I have a I have a quite a good social life, but it's just like I'm not someone that's going to be out every weekend. It was kind of hard for me in college to kind of compare myself to those people because I felt as though like I was wasting my time, and mm. maybe had social media not existed, I would have uh, I would have kind of been more secure in my skin. But like it create yeah, it does it does create like this kind of you know oh my gosh what am I doing? And There's a whole thing of appearances as well. Like we choose what we put on social exactly. media. Today so it's we're comparing ourselves to like an idealized version of each person which is just not real yeah, that's very all.
0: true so yeah.
2: yeah like it's just it's hard it's it's yeah. good because I keep contact with so many people that I probably would not have kept contact yeah, that's with very true yeah but you know at the same time it's good to take a break once in a while I would say like yeah you mm. know even yeah.
0: what do you think about that yeah, I actually like reduced my social media big time recently. Like I was looking, there was a study saying that they did like people that had to reduce their social media to 30 minutes a day. And then the rest, they just kind of let them do the usual. And yeah. the people that reduced it to 30 minutes a day were extremely more like content with their lives. So it's yeah. like, it, it, there's a massive difference between the two groups. So yeah. I actually, like I, I checked social media, maybe like once a day yeah like, that's it. Okay. yeah like i used to be on there like all the time and i found it was like really bad uh, like i even deleted tiktok completely because i think yeah. that's the worst of them all but
1: <laughs> the
0: yeah like i feel like so much better now like i just go like maybe like just check if i have messages or like things like that and that's it like done for the day
2: you know for and me i feel a lot better yeah i get it and i i don't know personally maybe it just talks to like how how much i i put emphasis on like friends and all that but it's apps like snapchat that actually show you like how much one person talks like you know you have like your whole best friends list and then you have like
1: oh
2: i had a heart with someone oh i lost the heart it's like it's stressful i don't Mm. like seeing that someone read my messages i don't like seeing i don't like it when they see that i had read theirs like it's that kind of like information in in subtle ways that makes it so everything's just so much more anxiety inducing online to the point where like I'll go through it's not good like I'll go through weeks where I just don't respond to anyone and people think that I'm like I don't like them anymore but it's just that I'm stressed like it stresses me to talk on social media mm. a lot and uh, I guess it's something I have to adapt to because it's not going away anytime soon but you know that's the thing too it's like it takes so much like emotional energy out of you to properly interact on yeah. there's, like, there's like etiquette online. That you have to constantly respect you have to constantly know like how long do i take to respond to this person what should i reply to this person you know like all that and um ugh, i don't want to deal with it sometimes <laughs> you know what i mean
0: well, yeah. I that, like a good solution to that that i've been doing recently is if like well obviously i have to be relatively close to them yeah but if, if that's the case and like i find that they message me a lot on social media i'll say like here's my number like text me instead
1: because mm-hmm. it's a lot
0: better like that like you don't see you know like their active status their location their <gasps> like, what what bar they're at or like if they're on vacation or if they're doing this yeah. or like, it's, it's so much more like peaceful you know
2: I agree it's like you know you're talking to someone you're like oh this guy's kind of cute I'm talking to him and then you see like oh he's with a girl at a bar and I'm like shit like you know <laughs> you get like a little feeling in your stomach and you're like why do I do this to myself all that it's just It's a whole thing, you know. Like, I wish I didn't know. Like, I I wish I didn't know. (laughs) So that's a good idea. Maybe I should start doing that too. Like,
0: uh, what if that was his sister, right? Like, and then you're just beating yourself up the whole night.
1: Yeah, exactly, (laughs)
2: exactly. Like, I've I've done that so many times before. They're like, oh, like she has a boyfriend, she's gay, and I'm like, okay. Anyway, (laughs) so it's just it's that kind of thing too. Like, you know, you 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 can't really know. And then when you ask them, you're like, oh, are they lying? Like. Mm This, you'd rather not know sometimes so but yeah it's true texting is yeah cool.
0: <laughs> i know i think like the best solution is like to be on it just a bit so you could like, keep in contact with people yeah, and things like that but as soon as it becomes like hours a day yeah like i think it, it might be a good idea to cut down
2: like, I'll be on my phone, I'll be on TikTok, I have a TikTok addiction, I'll just be on yeah. my phone scrolling, and then, like, I'll fall asleep, and, like, my hand is still, like, going, and I'm just, like, <laughs> get a grip of yourself, you know, put it away, like, it's over, and I'll just shut off my phone sometimes because of it, it's really bad. Like, I went to the Apple store the other day, mm-hmm. and I was telling them that I thought my battery was dying, and they literally told me that I use TikTok too much, and that's why my phone was watch. <laughs> i was so embarrassed i they plugged, <laughs> they plugged it into their diagnostics right and then they saw like the tick yeah. really way up they were like this app is using a lot of energy from your phone i was like oh my god please like this is so embarrassing <laughs> so yeah i uh ever since then it was kind of a wake-up call for me you know i had to i shut off my phone now before night
0: mm-hmm. I do it yeah that's a good idea yeah <laughs> ever i ever since i honestly i don't miss it at all ever since mm-hmm. i deleted it like Instantly, I felt like it was such like a weight off my chest to not have TikTok. It's like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but then you don't know the trends anymore.
2: Yeah, it's like, true. Like,
0: like someone will like say something and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And you're like, Oh, you're not on TikTok anymore. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. So that's the only downside, I guess. But I'm OK with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, OK, another this is the last question for the philosophy stuff. Okay. You, you think that time is real or it's something that we invented?
1: Interesting. Interesting question. I feel like time
2: so it's so something we this is something we invented. I don't know, because there is constant progression of things that go around. Like, you know, there's progression can be marked. Like the sun rises and it sets at the end of the day. There's like a clear difference mm-hmm. between like this. I guess time and that time, like there's progression in our lives. It's not as if we're creating that pro- progression ourselves. Like there are natural phenomena that like mark uh changes in the world, but at the same time, the obsession that we have with like, like you know, punctuality, time, mm-hmm. schedule all this kind of stuff. That's fabricated, in my opinion. But like you know, the whole thing of like, oh, you know. We could have time machines, like none of this matters, all that kind of stuff. I feel as though like it's a bit out there for me to 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 understand. Just to me, I know that like the fact that we have clocks all over the place and everything has always stressed me out from like a young age. I've always noticed like why are we so obsessed with knowing what time it is? Why do we always have to know like when this is? Why do we always have to know when it's gonna finish? You know that is fake in my opinion, completely. Like we don't have to have that. It's just
1: mm-hmm.
2: everything else. If you want to look at time as like know the the natural progression of of the world and the natural progression of things you know like how a flower grows
1: Mm -hmm.
2: uh, that's like time shows that the flower has grown time shows that the flower has progressed even ourselves our bodies have internal clocks inside of them you know to see when the sun gets up when the sun gets down when to start your body has a set time when to start puberty right like it's it's, there are set clocks in your body but at the same time they're not the kind of clocks that we have everywhere
0: around us so
2: it depends like i don't know i think it depends Mm -hmm. on what do you think
0: yeah, or like, yeah, or like maybe like the something like the seasons
2: mm-hmm. are real.
0: Like maybe it's more like there's no such thing as like a continuous time, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, you're, like you said with puberty, I don't think it's like a thing where like it keeps going and then it like all of a sudden like, oh, we hit like, I don't know, 12.348 years. No, exactly. It, like it's, it's not more like... just like, yeah, it's more just like it's here and then it all of a sudden just jumps, you know, to the next. I think it's maybe more like discrete kind of yeah
2: um, it's not it can't be like quantified very much. I feel mm-hmm. like we quantify our time a lot, but time is not something that in my opinion can be quantified it realistically it's just like phases of yeah. certain things like a human the human idea of time though is is like this fascination of like where where we were where we're gonna go, and like that's different it's it's yeah I feel like the emphasis we place on it you know what kind of effect does it have on our society what kind of effect does it have on us too? I would say it's Anxiety inducing, but you know,
0: yeah, yeah, and it also, uh, like, cancels our like, you said, we have like a kind of an internal clock in our body. Mm -hmm. Normally, when the sun goes up at like 6 a.m., we would wake up and we wouldn't be tired, like, we would wake up with energy, and then at 8 p.m., when the sun goes down, we would actually be tired and like not go on our phones and just go to bed,
2: yeah, yeah. And like,
0: now, because of all this stuff that we're doing in like our modern society, it's completely gone like it's crazy and I was in Costa Rica in like a native village without any electricity or or anything like that yeah and and I literally like woke up at like four in the morning and went to bed at like 7 p.m and I like felt that felt natural and as soon as I went back to the city like back to like going to bed at 2 a.m you know like yeah (laughs) you know
2: it's bad too because when you live in the city life and when you're when you're a student as well you try to like To me, I see as like sleep as time wasted that I could have been conscious and like doing something that I like. So I Mm -hmm. like during exam sessions, I would let's say I'd finish my studying at like 12 o'clock midnight. And then I would stay up an hour later, even though I was dead tired, just to, you know, unwind and watch a show that I wanted to watch. It's that kind of thing, too. Like you want to kind of prolong the time you have to yourself because we're so mm. busy during the day and we're so busy doing things for other people that, like, it's sad. We take hours off our time just to kind of enjoy our own, like, presence and our own, like, free will to do what we want to do. But, mm. you know. Yeah, I just, do
0: I do the same thing. I completely yeah. understand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So now we're transitioning to a uh, lighter topic, is music. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So... I guess, yeah, a good way to start it off is what kind of music do you listen to usually.
2: It's interesting. I'm like very like a cliche college student. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I love listening to, I'm really someone that listens to kind of like everything but country, you know, that whole thing. Like yeah. I, I listen to everything except for country music. I like rap a lot. I listen to a lot of rap music. Um, I listen to a lot of like, um, I, I guess would indie be the word like indie rock too a lot. Like mm. I like favorite bands, um I like Radiohead uh, okay, yeah. uh I also like uh, I mean I love Kanye West I love uh, Tyler the Creator as well I love uh, Kendrick Lamar too you know what I mean I, I have like these I have kind of like two parts of what I listen yeah. to. and it's really like I love like kind of trashy type like rock music that kind of speaks to my angsty soul and then I have like <laughs> my hype hip-hop rap mm. stuff and I love it so that's kind of, like, the two main things that I listen to. And, uh, yeah, that's okay.
0: that. Yeah, I, I used to listen to rap, like, in high school and stuff, but I, like, rarely ever do now.
2: Mm, okay.
0: Yeah. Kind of it <laughs> yeah, now it's more, like, rock and, like, sometimes, like, pop, but but it's more, like, anywhere from, like, the 60s to, like, the 90s. Oh, like, yeah. Rock. That's my favorite. Yeah. yeah.
2: I love 60s music so much. I have, like... Bobby Darin CDs like on my uh, you know all that kind of stuff I love it I love yeah. Frank Sinatra too like yeah. I think my favorite song um from when I was little was like um was it does he sing somewhere beyond the sea or was it Bobby Darin that sings that? I forget who sang that mm-hmm. song but it was the one at the end of Nemo like somewhere beyond the sea I love that song like when I was a kid
0: I, I have no clue honestly
2: <laughs> I forget I always forget but yeah anyway that's like that style of music for me I think yeah like if I, if I could say one was like the peak of human creation of music, it's just it's that it's beautiful. I love it. I love mm-hmm. this music so much.
0: But uh yeah, so. especially like the psychedelics. <laughs> like it, it's kind of funny because I have like no interest in like actually doing stuff like that. But yeah, the the music that came out of it is like amazing.
2: Yeah, like the like, Beatles, right? Like... Uh,
0: like like Sergeant Pepper and stuff like that.
2: Oh yeah, I, yeah I know I don't listen to that stuff, but yeah, it's I've heard it before. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, what do you think? Well, yeah, we're we're kind of talking about the '60s, but like, what do you think is the best decade? Would you say the '60s or something else?
2: I mean, in my opinion, this like the kind of big band jazz stuff, like you know that that. I guess in the sense when music kind of had a a, a very more like authentic role in society to mm-hmm. the sense where like that you needed everyone to play a band it wasn't kind of just like mass produced in a studio with like a computer the stuff sounds very good now too but I'm just saying it's like you know when you listen to like a big band uh jazz stuff from like the 50s and 60s and all that it's just you hear what an effort was put into kind of like producing that music and you can hear mm-hmm. like the style of the different instruments it's all played live it's all done like you know, each person you you could kind of hear the the different personality in each instrument, and to me that's like it's beautiful. Like, like you listen to it, you get goosebumps from it. You know, even the themes back then too it was like kind of a very sweet love. I find now
1: mm.
2: in songs when they talk about you know relationships and everything, there's a bit of more aggression and a bit more like mm. objectification of women that happens a lot too. You know what I mean? It's like. It's not as kind of sweet as it used to be, so when you hear like love songs from the past, you're like, Oh, like it's so cute, it's so like wholesome, you know, and now it's kind of like, uh, I left <laughs> with all my witches for you, and like yeah. I think that's like cool, I guess, but you know it's not like it used to be
0: <laughs> yeah. also, there was no auto tune, which, which yeah. is like pretty crazy because if you if you're used to listening to a song like I don't know, on Spotify or something from that time and then you listen to it live but actually their voice is the same and you're like wow like look at that but if you go to a concert of like uh i don't know a popular artist from today you might say like is that their actual voice like it's not as good as as i remember it
2: i know i know there's that too and if there's like a lot it's it's also kind of all done through speakers and it's more performance too like i went to my first concert ever this uh year went to tyler the creator um Mm. i had an amazing time it was really really nice um but if i compare that to like you know when i went to go see the ballet um i went to go see a ballet once a couple of years ago and it had a live orchestra and that was like it's just they're two different things although it's both music and like i i, I enjoyed myself very much at both places just so that like i feel like Tyler's performance was more like you know extravagant like i was in it i was it was adrenaline it was cool it was fun but um and it was art too but in the sense like when you have uh when you have to have like a really kind of like uh, like acoustic sound when you have to have it there done in front of you it's a different kind of vibe that you get it's a different kind of appreciation for the music that's put on in front of you because it's not coming from a speaker right so it's uh it's a bit different i i like mm. i like like they have their both appeal but you know it's that kind of thing i think you're talking about as well
0: yeah and do you think that like as time goes on music has been getting worse or just different
2: i mean i think it's just I think it is different and i think a lot of the time it's it speaks to like what society is going through at the moment like if you hear songs from the 2010s like i listen to a lot of like early 2000s Mm -hmm. pop like while i work right it's just my guilty pleasure like i just love it so much Mm -hmm. and um i yeah like you know lady gaga all that kind of stuff like i love to listen to it and if you these kinds of songs i feel like they reflect the way that people were at the time like this music was so popular because it was so upbeat and it was kind of like you're we bouncing back from, you know, 2008 economic crisis, mm-hmm. whatever. We we're trying to like bounce back from that. And everyone was kind of in a good mood because it was people were bouncing back. It's it's kind of they wanted to be cheered up. But now you see music that is extremely popular, like on the radio. I don't listen to the radio anymore, but yeah, my I mean mom, either, for example, yeah. she does. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um it's a lot of like kind of melancholic pop music that's just, you know, kind of whiny and mm-hmm. sad sounding or like very, very cookie cutter repetitive. It's. And in yeah. my opinion, it kind of speaks to like how we are right now as a society, you know, pandemic has still had its grasp on us a bit, I find, even though we're kind of coming back from that now. And it's just, you know, you have, if you think of like, you know, Lewis Capaldi, all these people that write like really kind of saddish pop music, it's not my style at all. And it's popular. Mm-hmm. I just think it's popular because people are sad right now. And uh, when they bounce back, maybe we'll see a difference in trends. You never know. That's uh, that's that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Billie Eilish,
2: though. So. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I do like Billie Eilish, too. I feel like she's very talented. And although some of her songs have been overplayed, in my opinion, like I do have um, yeah, she she's nice. I like her a lot. She's very yeah. creative for her age, too. You know, it's very impressive to see someone who's so young be so talented and like have such creativity. And she's so successful, too. So it's like, you know, that's someone I find is really talented. But um, yeah, I, I, I do like her music a lot. Yeah. I-
0: i actually had tickets uh but her concert got yeah. canceled like really? rec- like a couple of days ago it got canceled oh, really yeah yeah <laughs> it's too bad yeah oh. she was like probably like the only artist that i like of like recent times so i was yeah. pretty excited but that's okay <laughs> yeah cool. um,
2: tickets to the I got tickets to the gorillas concert that I'm excited to go to on uh October 8th it's gorillas is like a band it's they uh well it's kind of a band they're like the you know those little animated figures whatever and then they have like this one guy that's playing anyways if you don't know what it is it's kind of hard to, for me to describe No, no not,
0: not really no. yeah
2: it's fine they're, I'm excited to go to that anyways
0: <laughs> so I think you mentioned it earlier that your least favorite music genre would you say it's country music
2: I honestly I would I'll, I have a few that I don't like I and I might get a lot of like hate for this but I I don't like country music first of all because I find that it's very repetitive and it's very like I guess in a sense heteronormative in a way like it's very like all the time like a guy singing about how much he wants a girl whatever like okay it's always about girls singing about how much he loves a guy how much he's jealous of a guy and I guess that applies to real music like uh, other genres as well but I guess I there's more variety in other genres than there is in country and to me like I don't know it just I'm not a big fan of like the way that every song sounds exactly the same (laughs) there's also like I mean I used to have a I had like an emo phase in high school where I used to listen to a lot of like screamo and stuff and all that like really Mm. like really loud stuff can't anymore it's just too much for me I don't like heavy metal music either just for the whole thing that like it's just too much on my ears that's that's like not in a good way I don't know there's some sounds that like scare me yeah
1: yeah
2: yeah, I have a bit of like a a thing with very loud noises anyways it's like if something sounds like it's just aggressive in my ears and there's not much of like a use for it not a big fan of that kind of music so (laughs) it's that uh but you know there are people that love it so it's it's matter of taste I guess in that sense Mm. you know
0: I, I find for for heavy metal though there are some songs I guess that are considered heavy metal but they sound mm-hmm. a lot more like rock yeah like a, lot of, a lot of like Metallica songs are like like if you would listen to it you wouldn't think this is a heavy metal song and th- some of those I like but yeah. the stuff that's like like death metal you know like
2: yeah I think more yeah, like death
0: that, metal yeah, that I, I don't really think has much appeal to me <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah like or,
2: metal upon yourself you
0: know what I mean I don't know <laughs> anyway yeah I mean for me honest country it's like I wouldn't say I hate it, but like I never listened to it. Yeah. Um, I I don't want to say that like that. I rap is my least favorite, but it's probably like the thing I I don't like enjoy listening to that much. Uh, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know if I had to say why. Like, maybe it's because I I prefer like more like singing, kind of like yeah, you no, know, kind of like longer like melodies if that makes sense like yeah I, I, yeah, yeah, I like you like, You're
1: yeah, single.
0: like, uh, like I, I like listening to like people's voice you know like like using putting their voice to use but mm-hmm. I have nothing against like people who like rap but I, I find it like I don't enjoy it as much as other genres
2: yeah I know it's it's I used to be that way too I just the appeal to me in rap is the fact that like the meaning behind a lot of the lyrics and a lot of a lot of artists if you take for example like Kendrick Lamar his new album that he released is like in my opinion amazing like he it's it's very experimental cuz like you know he he does different kinds of styles whatever he has like a, even a song where he, it's just literally just an argument and it sounds so good because there's a track in the back and and there's a whole commentary on like abusive relationships and all that kind of thing and it all happens in such an artistic form in my opinion and maybe it's not singing but to me when artists like that have such a big platform and they're able to make like their point across but in a way that people consume it daily maybe it'll sink into their heads like to me the role that someone like that has to play in popular music is very important like he still talks about race he still talks about racial issues all the time and to me like someone could say oh you know why does he make all his songs about race like you know change it up a bit but you see like for example Racism is very alive in, in American and Canadian mm. society. The, the massacre that just happened in Buffalo was targeted for Black people. Like, that, I think, mm. if anything, you could take that example and tell yourselves, like, how much we still need constant everyday activism to have these people's voices heard. And uh, people, like, I guess, maybe it's a reach. I don't know. I'm white. So, like, I I don't know how <laughs> much of an impact this has, but I would say that, like, it is important to have that kind of, like, awareness that Mm. is instilled in people daily and rap does a very good job in my opinion at doing that so Mm. you know it it has its role whether people enjoy the sound as much as others yeah that's a matter of personal opinion but um, yeah
0: for sure yeah
2: that's uh it's kind of how I see it
0: yeah no I have have a lot of respect for Kendrick Lamar though Mm -hmm. like again I I don't listen to him but I I heard about him like he's apparently at like a 4.0 GPA like he's extremely smart and he's uh, like he's really good at like writing lyrics and all that like but again, I just, the sound is not, like, my favorite, but I do yeah. have a lot of respect for him. Mm-hmm. Of
1: course. Yeah. And also,
0: racism is kind of funny that you were saying that, because I'm going to Europe, soon, and we're looking at, like, the club etiquette over there. Yeah. And a lot of, like, in France and Italy, they literally, like, don't let Black people in. Like, they literally tell them, like, I'm sorry, you're Black, you can't come in the club.
2: That's horrible. And I'm
0: like, are you kidding me? Like. <laughs> like, in or, 2022, but, like, that fully happens, like, it, it you know, it's, it's yeah. crazy.
2: Yeah, I know, it's just awful, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine, like, God, that's just, you yeah. so know, oh, you know, Europe is a different breed, though, like, you go to Europe, it's, you see, everyone's, like, blatantly racist there, it's just
1: how mm-hmm. it is, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: but, yeah, actually, once I, I was in Italy, and, like, I was with, uh, I went into, like, a, a Gucci store or whatever, yeah. earlier with like one of my friends that was white and then I, I, like my friend was black and he wanted to come in with me and then we tried to come in together and they're like I'm sorry sir like the store is about to close or like we can't let you in and then a white couple is walking in and they open the door for them
2: oh my god so like,
0: like I'm like well he was still in front of them like standing there
2: yeah I know like it, it,
0: it's yeah it, it's really crazy
2: just shameless like uh, they haven't made the progress that i guess we've made here and they could say that we're like you know they could criticize us all they want and be like oh you know what i mean canadians americans are so like uncultured and all this but like at the same time at least we don't refuse service to people that just have a different color of skin like you know what i mean
1: yeah oh,
2: I yeah, <laughs> europe, is, europe is fun to visit but i wouldn't live there honestly like that's just i mean i i used yeah. to live in greece but i would never go back oh
1: really
2: yeah i used to live in greece i just i no. went i went back to visit <laughs> recently and i was just like ah, thank god i'm in canada thank god like <laughs>
0: horrible you know yeah yeah and um so if you could only listen to the music of five artists for the rest of your life uh, for your rest of for the rest of your life which ones would you choose
2: okay nice interesting definitely radiohead definitely okay. um yeah uh I see Radio Ahead, um,
1: Frank Sinatra. Um, i trying to think Kanye West for sure.
2: Uh and the other two. I'm trying to think rest of my life. And then I mean probably a composer, like a classical composer, um mm-hmm. Tchaikovsky, I think, for sure. Okay. I love Tchaikovsky's music. It's like so much, I have a huge thing for classical music, like a lot. I have all my like half my vinyls are just classical music that I like to listen to, so for sure, maybe another composer too, why not for like, oh yeah, um Eric Setsi. I love his music mm. so much, so there's two classical like Radiohead, Frank Sinatra, and Kanye West, very weird, but mm. you know just <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah that's yeah. Uh, there's
0: a is. lot to work with, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah
0: all right and um, yeah so yeah this one is pretty interesting um do you recommend any songs or artists that are not very well known at the moment that you think deserve more like uh, popularity
2: i'm trying to think i i i mean i'm very particular about my music like underground type music right so i like a lot of like folk music uh that you know comes uh, underground uh, had you had you asked me this uh, I mean now they kind of blew up but like on TikTok they're blown up but uh, my a favorite artist of mine for a long time was uh, Patrick Watson right Patrick Watson is from Montreal and he writes like very very beautiful piano songs he sings too like he's super mm. talented and uh you know just recently he's blown up on TikTok but um I feel like especially for Canadians like he is someone that you have to absolutely listen to because it's just beautiful he has a, such a talent for writing music and um yeah there, that's hit one another one that i really really like is um moses campbell although no one knows who that is it's like he's uh think is it a band or is it a person i don't even know but i heard the song once the uh, swing sets in neighborhoods oh it's just so good it's like to me i like songs that sound nostalgic as well like there's also alex g very nostalgic type music um but uh, once again, a lot of his songs have blown up on TikTok. So I guess I'm not saying anything mm-hmm. new, but um, you know, back before they did, I knew, I knew him back before TikTok, but still. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I, I really like that kind of like nostalgic sound, but I'd say, yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Those people that I mentioned.
0: Mm-hmm. Are, are, are they on like all the, the streaming apps? And stuff yes, like they that? are.
2: They are all the streaming apps that are there. You just have to search them and they're, and they're up there. Okay. Anything. So yeah, yeah I, I I would recommend it for sure.
0: All right. I'll ch- I I want to check out the first guy you said.
2: Yeah, Patrick Watson. Yeah. Patrick Watson. Yeah.
0: That's like my favorite, like piano and singing. That's like, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: It's a bit yeah. melancholic. Like, a, I think a few of his songs have appeared in like the Grey's Anatomy back of the soundtrack. So you might recognize some of the like songs, mm-hmm. but a lot of his music has not like doesn't get as much press as it should. And in my opinion, it's just like, oh, please, like, I have to, like, if he comes to Montreal again, because like he came recently, but I couldn't get tickets, I have to go see him. So, yeah. Really, really nice artist. I think more people should know him.
0: And also, uh, do you have any guilty pleasure songs?
1: Of course
2: I have guilty pleasure songs. Oh my gosh. Like all the old Rihanna music, all the old okay. old Rihanna music, old Lady Gaga music. Um I have also what do I like to listen to? Unfortunately, um Temptation. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I'm sorry. I love I love him and I do listen to his music regularly, even if that makes me like an edgy teenager. So well, some it. of
1: his
0: songs are good yeah
2: Definitely. yeah I know <laughs> so it's kind of like you yeah. <laughs> know like but I love the music so much um Kesha too like I love Kesha's music so much I listen to it probably like weekly that's how much I love her music I guess you could say I'm like stuck in 2012 but it doesn't bother me mm. like I, I just uh I, I it's such it's so hype like I like listening to music that makes me hyped up and happy because mm. um especially when I'm stressed or feeling kind of down it's not good to listen to music all the time that like makes you feel like that you know it's not good to listen to radiohead when you feel like <laughs> the world is crashing down like you know it's gonna make it worse mm. so you gotta listen to something else yeah even though yeah.
0: I it's yeah, too yeah for me it'd probably be like Britney Spears yeah or, or yeah Lady Gaga also <laughs> or, like Michael I like Michael Buble a lot also
2: oh my gosh so yeah. nostalgic I know like when I was a kid uh, oh, also there was Jason Mraz. I don't know if uh, Yeah, I, I know like he,
0: one or two of his songs. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, him. His sound train too. Like uh, yeah, train. I, I love
0: train. Yeah. Oh, I
2: love train yeah. so much. It's just it's a white person music. I love it <laughs> <laughs> so much. It's like oh, it's so good, so summery, so fun, so innocent. Just love it so much.
0: <sighs> yeah, and so the, the last question for today. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um which current artist so I mean it doesn't have to be like like 2022 but like more or less recent what do you say is the most talented
2: oh this is a tough one I know Like when you when you ran the questions by me before I before I came I uh I looked at that one and I was thinking to myself it's like what can I say for this I'm trying to think of a smart answer but um if I could say like off the top of my head right now, someone who I really appreciate and what they're doing and talented. I mean, I mentioned him before. I think Kendrick Lamar is extremely, extremely, extremely talented. Extr- the role that he has in the world of rap and in music in any ways is so important too. And what he's doing with his music and what he's doing with like rap in general, you know, he's kind of pushing boundaries. Like not everything sounds the same because every time he releases like a new album, it sounds different in my opinion. And it sounds like, kind of a new trend that might be started in music like it's 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 new it's fresh and also the things that he says are so important all the time that like his relevancy is always still there and I feel like he has such a great role in popular music so I'd say that he's extremely talented right now um in terms of like people that maybe you know deserve more recognition but I don't know very well I'm not sure but there's also experiment I love experimental music there's like I think like Radiohead 2 has like really, really marked uh music in general as a whole, like music for movies, music for everything. Like like it's it's timeless. It was they've gone on for what like decades now. Mm. But you listen to like kind of their stuff from like the early, early two thousands in Rainbows sounds like it was written yesterday, right? Like that's the thing, but it wasn't. So uh that's there's that too. I really like experimental stuff. And uh mm. yeah, I guess you could say that.
0: Mm you know yeah i feel bad now because the only one i know is like creep.
1: so oh,
2: yeah well you know it's like their most basic song and not ev- i'm telling you not everything sounds like creep. it's probably one of their most like it's not it's not my favorite actually there's more that are like way better so uh yeah it's there's that of course it's a classic but you know there's just like the kid a was extremely uh if they had very like different kind of sounding stuff you know all over the place they use different instruments everything like it's art in my opinion it's just mm-hmm. complete art same kind of way that I like Kendrick Lamar it's just like everything is they're doing different stuff with it I like it and yeah that's what I'd say
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah yeah maybe I'll check out more uh, Radiohead yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but for me like like I mentioned before I'd probably say Billie Eilish
2: yeah like yeah. You,
0: you can't like always tell when you listen to her music but I remember I was watching a video about like she was showing her like process
1: Mm -hmm. making
0: like songs and beats and stuff and it's like insane like i I remember she said that you know like the app like plans versus zombies yeah yeah she said that she used like one of the songs from that app and like cut it into one of her songs and then she took like another song from like a traffic light or something like all these things and she combines them into beats that's I'm like no, no one does that these days like that's insane to me yeah no.
2: i know i know it's you see like the creative inspiration for some songs of some artists and you're just like oh my gosh like they're geniuses how did they come up with this kind of stuff you know what i mean so uh, yeah i that's a very valid choice too like I, I see it she's extremely talented and like i haven't seen that video but from what you tell me someone who has that mm-hmm. kind of creative process is like next level mm-hmm. you know for for sure for sure
0: yeah well uh, thank you so much It was a great episode.
2: Yes, for sure. (laughs) Had a lot of fun talking. So thank you so much for having me on.